Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head. It's Wednesday night in Hollywood, so give me head, give me head, give me headlines. I'm your host, Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, to put our mouths on you and stuff. Once again, uh, headlines don't always mean entertainment because right now there's one story in the world. We're in the middle of history. Truly are. Um, For those who are like uh, listening later or, you know, Rip Van Winkling just waking up now and, and realizing, hey, what happened? Uh, who was president? Yeah. We we uh we inaugurated the 46th president of the United States today, Joseph Biden, and made history, well, with him because he's the oldest president they ever elected, and then made history with Vice President uh Kamala Harris, who uh is the first woman to hold the highest second highest office or that yeah. office or highest office ever held by a woman. I guess previously like it would be Nancy Pelosi, right? Yep. Um, first African-American vice president. Yeah. First Asian-American vice president. She had a lot of things rolled into one today. History, man, was made. Um, and history because it was uh, in the midst of the pandemic, so there were no crowds. Like, they, you know, wisely, they decided, like, just keep everyone home and we'll just do it on TV, stream it and shit like that. Makes sense in the age of COVID. Yeah, and you just know if it had gone the other way, we were going to be looking at a oh um, yes, a, a packed sure. mall full of cheering yeah. minions, and uh, and you know another super surge after that, perhaps for sure. Uh, today was a historic day, and it was a, a day that uh, for the last well, two weeks, ever since the January sixth uh, insurrection attack on the Capitol, people were saying like you know bad things can happen. And nothing bad happened. Did you see some of the coverage of the supposed protests that were going to happen in every capital of every state across the United States? That that was the big fear going into today was like, you know, people were like, look out, Michigan, because they're getting ready and stuff. What happened? Yeah. No, I didn't see. The in, in, in some states, there was literally a lone protester holding a Trump flag in front of the Capitol building. There was zero turnout in almost every situation, maybe sometimes a a dozen, a couple dozen people, but it seems as if the wind has, for the time being at least, dropped out of the sails of a lot of the the white supremacists and the people who were fomenting a lot of that discontent that we saw a couple weeks ago. And that was encouraging to me that perhaps this is a turning point. Obviously we're not going to get rid of racism. We're not going to get rid of people who are disgruntled with the government, but perhaps some of the power behind those groups that were being, let's face it, you know, stirred up by people in political power as well. Maybe that those people now aren't in power that we'll see that dissipate a little bit. It was encouraging. It was, um, did you notice how, quickly everything went back to normal some people wish it would go completely back to normal and i think that would be also be a huge mistake on on part of the government but yeah everybody wants to forgive and forget now no 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 not so much that like the moment biden was sworn in oh you mean the government how the government operates you know i watched the press conference with you know his press secretary and there was nobody fighting 
There was no, yeah. you know, lies. There's going to be daily press briefings, just like there were always before the last four years. And it, government will function again in its normalcy, which we literally haven't seen in four years. Uh, you know, government positions will be filled that have been left vacant for four years. There are scads of important, you know, not in terms of high profile, but in terms of just keeping the gears grinding of government that those positions just simply were not filled. A whole tier of the government was never populated with uh, with people he just trump just didn't see any reason to get around to it and you know th- those things are going to change it's going to run more efficiently now simply because it, there will be a sense of normalcy you follow uh noel cast castler caster i do yes he put up a tweet um that uh god it was so what was you want to explain who he is to folks in case they don't know yeah he well i mean i this is the i know he worked on the account uh the accountant the, the apprentice apprentice with trump but he's been a yeah. jack of many trades it seems yeah stand up as well yeah I mean, that's a writer he, yeah he's done a lot of stuff and like was- weird things like in his twitter thread you'll see where he's like you know i was at the o- obama inauguration and here's a picture of me and david axelrod and you're like well who are you man like what how many hats have you worn but he's been like one of my favorite people on twitter throughout the last four years because he's been saying since before trump got in office like hey here's the facts of this guy um he put up something today and i forget what the fucking tweet was but it was oh he goes it was it was really funny he goes i'm starting to think he's not going to show us his taxes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, so but other guys say we should give him two more weeks to release that healthcare plan. Promising, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, he also took off, um, didn't do any of the normal things as per usual. Um, you know, didn't help with the transition. Still hasn't mentioned Biden's name. Didn't wasn't there at the inauguration. Didn't nope. greet him at the White House. Nothing. Um, through his own farewell party though yeah that's what he wanted to do he wanted to have a kind of 21 gun salute and they say about two when they kept saying every news report was like there's about 200 people like jim acosta was like two there's about 200 people there all i could think of is like that's that's the crowd at the improv (laughs) we had that every friday saturday (laughs) night we were damn presidential we didn't know it (laughs) um although did you hear he did do one traditional a gesture that he, he been, left a brick in the fucking upper decker <laughs> the fucking presidential toilet he left a, he left a deuce in the oval office toilet he left no, the he, letter he apparently left the letter yeah which uh they didn't expect him to do that surprised everyone because he, he announced he wasn't going to attend the inauguration he would his wife didn't invite um jill biden into the uh the, the living quarters to give the tour which has also been a sort of a traditional gesture of goodwill for the new administration they didn't they didn't take part in any of the usual niceties that go on between the peaceful transfer of power for the first so time no one assumed he was going to leave years. a letter yeah. in the in the in the resolute desk for the next president but apparently he did and biden has described it as generous they were yes. he was like it was a generous letter um Here's you know. $20. I want you to buy yourself something nice. Could you Here imagine you if he, he gave him an envelope, you know, and it was like, good luck. And it was stuff with fucking scratch offs. 
<laughs> with a note that's like if you win anything over a hundred bucks we split it <laughs> or just a suitcase full of 20 saying please please don't charge me with anything here's some money or fucking buy you, you know, off a ransom note <laughs> a bunch of cut up magazine letters <laughs> um yeah it was it was i mean you know on the surface i was like oh right on a little no. thing of normalcy but and I read, you know, pieces online with a like, he didn't write it. You know, someone, someone, someone slipped it in the desk. Yeah. might've been like, what is it? Mark Meadows or whatever. Fuck. <laughs> like all these cats are looking out for his legacy as he was going out the door. He didn't seem to care one iota, but they were all like, come on, man. Like, yeah. you know, talk about the cool shit you did. And, um, so maybe one of them took it upon themselves, but I would like to believe that. Donald Trump sat down and was just like, you know what? With a Sharpie. <laughs> sure. The sharpiest fucking resolute desk letter that's ever been left. Um, funny. It feels it good, though, to be, as I was watching the ceremonies and all the uh, accoutrement that surrounded the event, it just felt american and normal and it just seemed like this is the country i recognized again and i haven't felt that way in a long time that's what i meant in terms of like how quickly everything went back to normal like you know it was i'm not gonna say it was fucking boring but like uneventful uh swearing in where you know joe biden gave a beautiful speech as opposed to one where it's just like you know a, american fucking carnage and we're like what I'm the only one who could put out these fires. Yeah. It was, yeah. you know, it, everything about it was just normal. And, you know, for four years, there was just constant consternation about what, you know, the future is going to look like. Are we going to do four more years of that? every damn day? There was like 40 news stories that he was engaged in and like you couldn't escape the dude and stuff. And for a long time, it seemed like, oh, he fucking broke America, man. Like fucking it'll never go back to normal. Like it, we are going to become Russia or something like that. And then he got on a plane, went to Florida and like everything went almost completely back to normal. We're still dealing with COVID and shit. And you know, a well, lot on of the death surface, went. but like, you know, suddenly civility returned suddenly at, at that ceremony. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta pull the reins back on you a little bit, Kev. Cause I think a lot of the problems that, reared their ugly ugly head they're gone on Ralph. the sixth they're gone no, they're they're still very much a part of america no i'm sure all the white supremacists got on the plane with the president and took off like it's all it's a ding lot of anger, dong, which is lot. dead when, yeah. when, 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 what happened to the what happened to the flying monkeys after uh you know the witch die, after alphabet dies they um i don't know what happened to them That's did they point. yeah did they reform were they like you know what i don't know what i was thinking probably like they had a, they had a wing job and they just started hanging out in trees wing job that would be like the, that's the punishment they're like look we'll let you live but we're cutting off your wings they're like oh my god that's what makes us special without the fucking wings we're just monkeys not flying monkeys monkey monkeys like oh man and like that's it either death or you lose the wings that's the price you pay for fucking the insurrection, you and, right. and the fucking wicked witch and shit going against the wizard. <laughs> um, yeah, man, what a uh, I, that, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure I'm being hyperbolic. I'm like everything went back to normal, but there was this like fear that once 
a tone had been established, it would be tough to swing it back. But that guy stepped into the role and he was instantly presidential. And- well, the tone comes from the guy, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's obvious now more than ever. Uh, it really is the role of that office more than even governing or legislation is the tone setter. He's the guy who sort of says, he this says, here is- comes the tone setter, word him up. Here comes the tone setter, word him up. He's about 83 years old. How old is he? <laughs> um, 77? Spry as fuck. Let me tell you something. Thin, like in shape. And then I watched yeah. him walk Pennsylvania Avenue. And I would have been like, can we can we drive? Like, yeah. this, is, this is too much. And then he would where's, run where's off. Humvee 1. He's asking for Humvee 1. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And put me in the beast. You know, that sounded fun. But then he would run off the parade route to like people on the sidelines, like Al Roker and shit and fist bump and whatnot. This guy's spry. Yeah. Like, you know, even though age wise, he's 78, like you don't act it whole time though. I'll be honest with you all throughout the inauguration, all throughout the post ceremonies where, you know, they're like, and now they're going to the fucking white house and now they're going to the procession and all that stuff. I was just like, please, please nobody fall yeah nobody fall like please please and nobody fell not only did kamala kamala almost uh pulled a devil to going down the stairs before she got sworn in did you see no really he was walking down the stairs with the uh the second gentleman and she was coming down looking all stunning in that purple outfit and she literally caught a heel on like the second to last stair almost went down and then she started laughing and it was like everybody was like okay we're we're all good we're good yeah (laughs) like under the last fucking guy somebody was getting killed (laughs) the stairs were gonna get shot (laughs) it's uh crazy to think how close we came to a dictatorship some people sure wanted it there were moments it felt like we were there over the course of the last four i mean never so much in california but, you know, as you read the news, you were like, woof. Yeah. But just like that, suddenly it's a whole new world. It was a big win for democracy and the American way of governing and living. It was, you know, and everyone says, well, we had a peaceful transfer of power. Well, no, we didn't. Uh, that ship has sailed. It, it, we, we, we shit the bed on, on that yeah, golden I saw, concept. I saw, I saw like 25,000 troops beg to differ yeah so we got a long way to go to get back to where we even were let alone where we want to be but i have to say it felt again like there was a sense of decency about the whole event and that has been a sorely lacking commodity in federal government especially in the executive office over the past four years decency and a sense of kindness and it was just I know I don't want to sound sappy, but there was a sort of a love in the air between mm-hmm. uh, Gorman's amazing poem and even Gaga and J Lo and even Chris uh, Chris what's his name uh, Chris Delia. They let him go. Oh, no, Garth Brooks, his secret identity. <laughs> remember when he oh, came out? Oh, that's he right. Like, he had a fucking dual identity. <laughs> yeah. Garth but Brooks, Garth like, singing Amazing Grace and all. That right was there. beautiful. And he also came out in jeans, which I really fucking respected. I really hated it. No, come on. It's true to himself. 
He hit. He had the hat. He took Fuck the hat him. off. It's the not thing. about. It's not about. Oh, it's not no about way. him being no true way. to himself. If You're I'm the at the inauguration, inauguration. If I'm there, I'm wearing jorts, my friend. I know you will, and that would be a wrong. That would be a wrong step. That would be a misstep. Well, then you're not. I'm not inviting you. I would you chastise then. you. I would chastise you for that choice. Then I'm not inviting you when I go. Well, you were going to be my plus one, but now I was. Yeah, shit. totally. I was going to let you open for me. You go up, gonna- say some funny shit, do an impression, <laughs> do fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger for that political crowd. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's unbelievable you know i got the uh you know, i got the vaccine because you know of my uh you know my age i'm definitely in the uh high risk group but they couldn't get the needle through my shoulder because of the unbelievable musculature the needle kept breaking every time <laughs> did, did he you get the it. vaccination he just did yeah hell i mean i guess he is he's 75 kevin yeah he's oh my god he's entitled right he's He's right. He drove through to Dodger Stadium. Wait a and second. He's 75? I believe so. My mother just turned 75. Let me do a little quick uh, check here. That'd be nuts if Schwarzenegger was the same age as my mom, because that means that Grace could have totally been in Conan as and, Conan. And you can still set him up. I think he's single. She's like, well, oh, and so is my mom, too. That's what I'm saying. He probably don't, probably don't fuck with Florida girls, though, huh? Yeah, probably by not. way of Jersey. I'm sorry, seventy three. He's seventy three years old. Oh, so if he's into cougars, man, then my mom's right. right up his alley. Um, <laughs> uh, so my mom, I guess what you're saying is my mom could not have played Conan then after all. Probably not. Yeah, no. She's so he like, drove through Dodger Stadium and he pulled down his window and he got it a shot. Did he really? Did yeah, it break the yeah. needle, Superman style? No, sadly. He took it. But they were videoing him, and he said, uh, "So that is, you know, I got the vaccination, and uh, I recommend, you know, to everybody that they do it. So do what I'm doing. Come with me if you want to live." Did he? Oh my yes. god, that's perfect. He's he's doing well this month, man. He put up that one video, very impressive. And then very now impressive. this, like, yeah. maybe what he saw was like, oh my god. I could be president. <laughs> I, I didn't aim high enough, man. I, I totally go over it. Could he be president or no? He can. Only natural born citizens are allowed to be president. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Sadly, that's the constitution. They wanted to protect against foreign infiltrators. So, you know, even if you get, even if you they forgot in, to it, look behind them, <laughs> yeah, right. Even if you become a citizen after you've moved here, you have to be natural born in other, in order to, uh, to take the highest, this in the land. This was, um, you know, to plug of uh, our other podcast, Caped Commentaries. This was the closest to Penguin becoming mayor that we've ever, yes, we've ever come Very in true. Gotham City. Yeah, um, man, it's not nearly as fun in real life as it is in the movies. Not at all. Yeah. Um, and unlike in Batman Returns, nobody was jamming any signals. <laughs> That's true. Um. What's going on in the world of entertainment? Anything? Well, let's talk about the entertainers who are on display. Yes, um, Gaga crushed yeah. it with a little uh, national anthem. I was a big fan of uh, Jennifer Lopez doing um, beautiful job doing uh, this land was made for you. And I got very emotional for that. You it, know, it, I always thought of her as a dancer first and a singer second. No, she's got a beautiful voice. But her voice was particularly strong, I think. When she uh, got into, you know, when she segued into America, like, yeah. come on, that was a big. And then she threw in a little uh, Espanol there for the peeps. Um, yeah, that was that was sweet. And she also did it threw in "Let's Get Loud." She threw in a little bit of her song. Yeah, like I don't uh, think she did. She did. She said, "Let's get loud." Oh, did she? Yeah, she totally sang part. it. 
Everyone on Twitter was like, holy shit. She squeezed something in there. Um, <coughs> Garth Brooks. So you throw a little uh, little Jersey girl love her way? Yeah, Gertie. Gertie. I worked with her. So weird. There were a couple of my people there. Um, I worked with her. Rosario was in the audience. Oh, sure. Yeah, with Booker. With with Corey Booker. Booker T and the MGs. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Ahsoka. Doom, 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 Ahsoka. Um, they, uh, he had no problem pulling Celebrity D and Celebrity V, old Biden. Who knew? And uh, from what I... Well, the after party was, was Tom Hanks was hosting. And mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was just uh, on their A game. Bruce Springsteen singing, Bon Jovi singing. A lot of Jersey in the house. Yeah. I, wonder what, I wonder what that's about. I guess just age appropriate. Chris Christie came out with a hula hoop and did a little number. <laughs> Don't fucking. If he did, then I was like, well, I really should have tried to go then. Because me before Christie, I never fucking... I ain't got no bridge gate to my name. When are you going to run for public office, Kevin Smith? When do you become the governor I'm, of New Jersey? When did you ever know me to be political one iota? Zero times. Exactly. I mean, yeah. look. This is the most political I've ever seen you in our decade of friendship. It's true. Well, I mean. You've been, in, you've been involved was, more so in the past couple of years than you've ever been. It was certainly a dire situation. Um, a lot of us stepped up and said things out loud that we wouldn't ordinarily because we don't want to. You don't ostracize people or, or put down other people's belief systems or whatever. You try to live and let live, but it just became impossible to remain quiet. You were far more vocal than I was. I was pretty vocal. cranky. Yeah. Someone tweeted me today and said, what are you going to tweet about now? <laughs> because the, the vast majority of my tweets were, were about angry, angry political tweets where I was shitting on people. Do you read Palmer report? I do. Yes. So, you know, I worried for him. Because I was like, when Trump goes away, what the fuck is he going to talk about? And his his Twitter feed was delightful today. Like, he can do positive if the president yeah. is positive. We have something to work with. But I loved his tweets for the last four years where he would list everything. And at the end, he would be like, you know, it's only 9 a.m. Trump is going to jail. Yes, right. He was, he was calling that shit from way the fuck out like Babe Ruth. But uh, I, yeah, I never, you know, I just felt like oh i'd vote for you that's all i'm saying i'd vote for you i appreciate that i don't think i could i just it's not like i don't care about people but like i feel the same way about like public office that i would about like winning an academy award like if they want to give me one oh my god i'll fucking take it if they want to give me a political office where they're like you're the mayor oh my god great but but you're not gonna work for it oh god no (laughs) (laughs) i haven't worked for anything my whole life why would i start with fucking politics but I don't I heard, know. How to I heard Donald govern. Trump uh, gave a pardon to Army Hammer for all his cannibalism. That's oh, there's some fuck nice segue. What's going on there, man? Let me tell you exactly what's going on with Army Hammer. Had you heard things prior to this? I heard that he was not a good dude. Is that right? Yes. I sound like Jiminy Glick there for a minute. I I I heard he was not a good dude. I mean, shit. If if Jiminy Glick is ever going to come in handy, it's during this weird <laughs> cannibalism story. <laughs> but he I said no he wrote to, he wrote bizarre things right more than bizarre like criminally disturbed things that he then went said well they were on my private instagram which is always laughable to me because once you put it on the internet there is no private anything don't assume because only your friends have your account or something that shit can't get out but he has been exposed as a deeply disturbed 
beyond like a like a weirdo, like a bad guy, like a bad father and a bad husband. Bad and father. On top of that, a cannibal. A bad father as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, he and his uh, soon-to-be ex and their kids went down to the Cayman Islands in order to uh, avoid uh, COVID issues, and they were hiding out. And that's when the marriage fell apart. In the, apparently, in the midst of a lot of this stuff that we're now seeing. And he took off. She wouldn't leave. So she stayed with the kids. And he hadn't seen his kids in five, six months up to this point. And when he went back down, he had to. He had a human obviously leg. Quarantine. had a human leg in his fucking bag. <laughs> he was nibbling on, on the plane. He had to get a drug test in order to see the kids, according to this legal agreement that he had with the soon to be ex. And he was posting on Instagram him doing benzos and and taking the piss test and bragging about how he was going to outsmart the piss test and Question. showing off his hotel room in the Cayman Islands with a girl on all fours in lingerie on the bed and the Lone Ranger. Yeah, apparently he was. What are benzos for those of us who have no drug experience? Uh, they are um, uppers, basically benzadrine, those kind of things. And so what does that do? Does that give you like a cokey effect or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, hey, man, let's fucking party. Yeah. And, and apparently some of the hallucinogens he was also on and stuff. But this is, comes largely at the neglect of his children, his two small children, which he hasn't seen in months. And then this is also on the heels of all these rape fantasies and uh, cannibalism fantasies he's been dming women with about how he wants to eat their ribs and how he wants to take a toe off so he can carry it with them and have a part of them forever and just scary fucking shit what happens next like does well, that he, i know he i know me. he pulled out of the the j-lo movie yes is uh, here's what what struck me was that it dawned on me that it's not necessarily because he's a movie star but he comes from a long line of deep deep old old money yeah, arm and hammer money. Exactly. And wasn't and he, was he like, he was kind of kooky, wasn't he? Yes. And that's what I'm saying. The ultra rich have a different brain than the rest of us because no one ever says no. So they don't have any, um, any limits. There's no barriers to where the fantasy stops and reality begins for them. It all just blurs because they get away with fucking everything. And that's how they're conditioned. And I think this guy's been in the words of michael keaton from batman he's had a head full of bad wiring for a long time but he's just been able to keep the facade up for for so long and then it finally cracked and now it's all spilling out it's nuts man the um i you know i because i have grown up a hideous fucking chud i just always assume that <clears throat> beautiful people got no fucking problems like, right why be why be weird like you're and they're all trustworthy decent people because look at them how can anything that looks that good be bad i interviewed him at at, uh sundance for imdb for that one movie um call me by my name or something not that one but the one he played a smaller character in this this is the one where um god damn it um it's not like thank you for calling or something like that this is the call center movie oh right right had right tessa okay. um thompson thompson in it yes yes it's a fantastic yes, movie the name of it like sorry to bother you or fucking something like that but um it's a fantastic movie with one of those titles that tough for a stoner to hold on to <laughs> yeah he was We're in drunk. that he played the boss 
Right. And in that, like, you know, he was involved with this weird sex hybrid where they created like human horse hybrids and they had giant fucking cocks and stuff like that. So when this story started breaking, I was like, um, first thing I thought of was him and his giant horse cocks and shit in that movie. (laughs) Apparently it's even darker and weirder. Do you come back from that sort of thing or people like, boy, I would say a one time. Yes. It's a new world now. I don't know. Um, the, it's not like he had a great string of hits leading up to this that makes him indispensable when it comes to casting. There's a lot of army hammer types out there that you can certainly get to fill the bill. I remember there if was Josh, an article. If Josh Dumel can step in and take your role. I don't think we necessarily need you. What the fuck? What, what happened to Christopher Plummer? Put that motherfucker in there. He's who you get. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, uh, he, um, he had like call me by my name call me by your name like fucking broke him huge but remember yes. there was that article somebody ran we talked i think we talked about it on babylon once somebody wrote a piece about him called like you know it's been 10 years stop trying to make army hammer happen or something and then he responded to it you know and the whole internet was like on his side because he he wasn't like fuck you but he was just like you know i enjoy acting and so i'm not trying to be a movie star and shit it came off real humble and g g shucks yeah i don't buy it i don't no, buy apparently not anymore man like when his, you his fucking veneer. you read like i want to bust one of your fucking ribs and barbecue and eat it it's like that's Plus, also, if you don't want to be a movie star, you don't take the Lone Ranger and you don't take Man from Uncle and you don't take what are supposed to be all these movie star turns where it's going to make you the next Tom Cruise or fill in the blank, whoever you want to be. It's just he obviously was playing the movie star game and it wasn't going well. So he took some art artsy films, which paid off better for him. He had that one. He had 12 years a slave. That one didn't work out quite as well, though. They pulled that at the last second. Yeah, man, it looked like he was happening and and gonna be. He a was thing. almost Batman. Yeah, it's true. That's why I talked to him about at uh, Sundance at the IMDb. I interviewed him with the cast. He was there with four other five other people or whatever. But then I was like, <clears throat> when I came to him, I was like, hey man, like I didn't you weren't you working on George Miller's Justice League? And he fucking spilled details and shit. Like in that way, you were talking about how the rich they're just wired fucking differently and shit he has been very forthcoming in interviews like in an interview he did a couple of years ago he talked about like well when i got married i had to stop choking girls that was my yes. thing and shit and you're like yes. what the fuck like why do you think that's okay to say out loud or even do in the first place and blah 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 but you know and they asked him that and he said after the fact in a different interview well that's what i get for drinking while i do an interview it's like Oh, Jesus Christ, pal. That's not an excuse for either the action or saying it out loud. Well, he's also telling us a half truth, but he was like, that's what I get for drinking blood. <laughs> um, It's a, uh, you know, I'm far be it for me to judge anyone's fucking fetish, uh, but you know, eating human beings is, I, I judge that. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. judgy. I feel judgy, but I'm judging it. Yeah. I, I'm kinky, but th- there's a limit. What is, I think consuming consuming flesh is that limit what have you ever been with anyone who's like let's get into knife play and shit yeah yeah you have i can't i can't pull the trigger fuck no but you met somebody who's like let's fucking cross swords a girl wanted to be cut she wanted me to cut her 
Ugh. Ugh. Ooh, that's what I'm And like. had a box of surgical uh, scalpels. Brought them with her? Yes. To your where? House? Apartment? Uh, yes. I mean, once you see a knife come out, aren't you like, good night? <laughs> no, because she wasn't wielding it towards me. She gave the presented to me. She goes, I, I want you to cut me. And I want to have memories of tonight. And I want you to make cuts. And I was like, this is a fucking scalpel. Ah, now, even talking now, about it hurts my arms. Now, now I'm assuming happens, it's on her arms. Oh, she wanted on her breasts. Ew. Her, all right. Oh, what the fuck? What do you do? Thighs, what did you do? You left her thighs and her and her forearms. Those are the locations. She said, that's okay. This is okay. These are okay places for you to cut me. Did you sit her like, down and no, be like, it's not because this is a scalpel. I don't know how hard to push or not to push or pull. I don't know anything about this. I'm not a surgeon. Why would I even dabble in these dark arts with the danger of perhaps really hurting you? This is not a turn on for me. This is not exciting. Why do you want me to do this? What happened? What happened? I just refused. I just said, no, I'm not going to do it. So was she like, all right, we'll put the knives away, but I still want to fuck or no. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was, she was down for other things, but that was one of her requests. And I just could not, I could not, uh, so you were like, you know, like I ain't doing that. And rather than be like, well, fuck you. And I'm going to take my knives and go home. She was like, all right, we'll do anal instead. No, it wasn't a deal breaker, but she still wanted to be spanked and tied up and all that kind of bondage and discipline stuff. But it was the one thing that was not an option for me. Um, so what, I, what I cut out her rib and I barbed. <laughs> what if you were like. I don't want to cut you. She's like, oh, you're not cutting me. <laughs> you're like, ah, ah. I, 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 I. <laughs> oh, man. God, you fucking, you've, you've, you've lived. I've seen a thing or two. Yeah. I mean, it's shocking that you've lived because in situations like that, it sounds like you should have died. Like somebody who's just like no. the knife, Ralph, the blood. She was a good enough gal. She just had her, her particular peccadilloes. Where you were like, aren't I good enough? Like, what happened to some good old D? Like, why must the knives come out? Why is this? You're, a, you're adorable, Kevin. You're adorable what in, is your vanilla, in your vanilla hood. What is that about? What do you mean? People have their shit, man. They got stuff that turns them on and they, they can't. They sure. Can't, I, look, I, I, if they get to a certain point of sexuality of their development or their experimentation or whatever that's just they've discovered the thing that that cranks their uh their motor and it's just you can't so in that go back you can't step back from that you can't say okay i'm gonna settle just for some good solid d now because all the knife play that i've done that got me off for the past year and a half i'm just gonna forget that ever happened so wait so at that point in you know you guys fucked around that night but she's probably like well this is going nowhere I was not the guy for her. That's for sure. So we did, played. A, we played a couple times, and then we parted our separate ways very amicably. But she needed something more, uh, more serious from a dominant, and that I could than I could provide. She's like, you know, your problem is Garmin. You're not sharp enough. Slam. Ba -dum -boom. Yeah. Just slam that door. No, but I had the riding crop, and I had some toys and stuff and everything to play with that I thought were pretty edgy stuff you know but apparently it was not to to her liking she wanted I'm, to go I, to the next I, level i heard the word riding crop and i was about to fucking end the zoom session <laughs> right now it's like who knew <laughs> fucking really a riding crop yeah i was i was a dom off and on for quite a bit there what do you mean a dom dominant in the uh, dominant submissive uh sex dynamic so that's the one that's like i'm using the crop yes i'm the I one i don't have the crop used i use the crop
I'm on the handle end of the riding crop or paddle or whatever may be, whatever implement may be held at that time. Do they ever turn the tables and like, now it's up your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Very few submissives are switches. That's, that's rarely the case is I would call it a Dom bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I would. That's why it didn't work out for you. Dom, they won't let me in that in the, they in the won't scene let you in, no. because i can't i don't have the terminology done and they're like stop trying to make fetch happen Dom bomb work Gretchen. <laughs> um yeah man well that you know i guess teach their own except army hammer yeah not for him what is that is there what else i mean necrophilia clearly is a line for you because if, <laughs> if eating flesh is a line having I'm not sex eating it i'm not cutting it i'm not killing it i just i want everyone to stay alive and be happy what is something that everybody does or at least everybody on pornhub does that you're like that's too much for me because they don't There's, put cannibalism on pornhub no they don't thank god i mean that's I, I, that that tells you something <laughs> i don't <laughs> that, have many limits really i've lived i've lived a fairly adventurous sexual life enough where i've done a lot of different things totally. and but, i'm not but we've seen your ceiling we just found two of them yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's how far you have to go to find something that makes me say no. What's right under that? Like, oh, here, sex with animals. Bang. Well, oh, no, that's not an option. That's never an option. Well, no, we're no listing kids, all no animals, the shit that's not an option. No, no kids, no animals. No, I'm, I'm talking about cons- consent between two human beings. You're like you the know? fucking professional. You're like, no women, no kids. <laughs> right. Like, no women, no kids. So, wait, you're gay? <laughs> no animals. No. All right. So. No corpses, no animals. This is no a sex talk with Kevin Smith. It's supposed to be give me head, give I, me headlines. I'm just trying to figure out like what is your, what is your ceiling? Well, as the as the the dominant, I have things that I'm not comfortable doing just because I think they're risky and dangerous. I want everyone to have a good time. I like the mental fantasy role play aspect of it, but I don't want to do anyone any real harm. And so there are some women who like to be choked out when they're having sex legitimately wrapping your hands around their throats and cutting off oxygen to their brains while they're having orgasms. That's like an additional thrill for them. That is, And like, I can't, I can't do it because of the fear that I'm actually going to actually hurt someone. It, where it's just like, yeah, I mean, doesn't anybody watch snapped or fucking dateline? <laughs> like that's, that's a dateline waiting to happen. Like, Oh my God. You know, I, she was saying, choke me out. And I fucking, I right. killed her, and then I. Next you thing know, you know, I gotta bury a body, and I gotta call yeah, you. I and you gotta help. You gotta bring your SUV because my my Mustang won't. The trunk isn't big enough, and then it becomes a whole thing. Don't don't don't. Uh, if you're and Keith Morrison has to come by. Yes, if you're gonna filmmaker Kevin Smith had no idea what he was in for that night. If you're gonna call me to help you bury a body, like you gotta remember, I had a heart attack, so I can't do any heavy like digging or anything. Like if oh Christ! Yeah, so I won't be useful and shit. Can you just be the wheel man? Can you just drive me out to the desert? Oh, that would be fucking. That would be harrowing because, like, even though we're friends, I'm like, well, clearly I didn't know my friend because he's taking a life, and <laughs> I'm an driving accident. into the middle of the fucking desert with him to bury the body. What if there's a? What if this is a dig two holes situation because? He can't trust me <laughs> now that I've fucking seen that he's killed. He's and he knows he can kill. He now he knows he can kill again. Like all of this he's is got a recipe for, for blood. Yes. 
Plus, with your goddamn Catholic guilt, I can't trust you to keep your yap shut. So now oh, we'd be talking about too. it right here on Give Me Headlines. It'd be a two-parter. It'd start here and go over to Babylon. <laughs> and then we'd we'd fucking sell some manscape or some fucking native deodorant. <laughs> you know, at least get something out of this fucking thing. True before crime we- podcast about a crime we truly did. <laughs> um yeah man it's it's uh (laughs) it's a weird wild uh moment for america sex is a weird for army hammer (laughs) sex is a weird conflagration of synapses and and physical mixed with mental so if you're a person who can just get off on having sex with someone you care about, you win. You win the game because all say, the other like, stuff, you, all the other things you have to add in order to get some people off and everything. It's a mixed bag out there of stuff that really works for people. It's like, what's wrong with, with plain old peanut butter? Why has it got to be peanut butter with fucking Squid. honey in it? And, or yeah, or pickles or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, and, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, missionary style, straight up fucking sex. That's lights it. off. Yeah, lights. Well, I do say lights off because nobody <laughs> wants to see this. But, um, I, you know, I'm, I, I've i certainly got, a, I wouldn't say a wild side, but like I've, you know, I haven't, it, it hasn't been fucking straight up missionary sex. Wow, you know, Kevin we, Smith. Yeah. We've been, we've been married for quite some time. We live bow, in Hollywood. Bow, bow. That's right. Waka, waka. That being all said, like, I, you know, I just don't like, I've never, I've never thirsted for, like, my most strange is, doesn't seem to be real strange anymore. Seems standard issue for the fucking kids when you look at their, you know, fucking Instagrams and shit like that. Yes. Um. So but here's what I would I would uh, posit to you is that there may be a thing that you're not aware of that had you been exposed to at a certain point, you would have would have blown the top of your head off. and You've been like, OK, now this is the new threshold for me. This is the thing that I need to get to, because that was fucking amazing. What, like doing coke and fucking having sex? Or no, no, just something sexually that you weren't presented with because. You know, you and Jen got together at a fairly young age, and and your your partnership has been. I was twenty nine. Exclusive. What's that? I was twenty nine. <laughs> well, that's that's fairly young. I was on the verge of thirty. That's not young at all. That's yeah. But my biggest experimental phase was my thirties. That's when I really got into like all the 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 most extreme sort of sports sex that I was that I had had. That was when so, you were Hollywood thruple on and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. So you, so you may have been at that's it. Had you been exposed to something that you didn't see coming or someone introduced you to something that you weren't familiar with, it could have been a gateway for another path for you, but you, you were happy at a certain level. I I eat the same fucking meal like every day. So like, so you're that guy. I really am like, um, and, and don't get me wrong. I love sex. It's amazing. But like, you know, when you can like, I'm going to sit down and write a fucking script. Like that's more satisfying. Like, but if, what, when you're sitting down on a butt plug and writing a script, well, then, well, then that's how, that's, that's how you a, live. That's a total distraction. I don't know if I could be <laughs> thinking about the script the whole time. I'm like shifting in my seat and stuff or leaning into it when I'm like, Oh, and then I'm not even thinking about writing. Cause I'm like jacking off and leaning into my butt plug. 
Is that what one does, Ralph? Leans in? I don't know. <laughs> it, you can lean in, lean out, whatever it takes. 220, 221, whatever it takes. It's all Speaking ball of scripts, now. let's talk about some Hollywood news. I've heard a rumor yeah. that the uh, the writer of Clerks 3 mm-hmm. has completed a, uh, a first draft, if I'm not mistaken. Saw that as well, man. I was so happy for that guy. Me I too. Like, I hope he, hope, he's ca- hope he's casting soon. Um, yeah, believe me, you're taking care of my friend. Um, let me tell you this thing real quick before we jump into Clerks 3. Um, uh, right now, there's this picture of, uh, you know, a, 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 the photo of Bernie at the uh, Bernie Sanders at the inauguration, oh, yeah. with sitting mittens. in the chair with his mittens and, and stuff. They've turned that into a meme. They're sticking him into all sorts of pictures. So you could see him sitting on the Iron Throne. You know, you could see him doing this, doing that. For whatever reason, they put him with Jane Silent Bob in black and white in a clerk's two still where the video store says under new management. And I'd like everybody I know, except you has sent it to me. <laughs> like it, it, it must have gone incredibly viral because I'm hearing from fucking people that I'm like, who Joe Maganello just texted me it. That's hilarious. And I love Joe, but it's not like, you know, every day he's like, what's up? Like, so, he, you know, I haven't texted with him in like a month, two months, but here he is dropping it. Like, you know, yeah, it's coming from everybody, man. It's crazy. Um, Yes. Clerks three. I finished. I'm on my second draft. I finished that too. I work fast. Jeez. Well, I mean, I've been writing for a year. Like by the time we were done with the Jane Silent Bob reboot roadshow tour, <laughs> I had mapped it out. I was already telling people on stage, like, I'm going to do Clerks 3, and it's this is the story and shit. So I had, a, like, a year to write in my head while everything else was going on. Yeah. And then um, December 28th, I was just tired of reading the fucking news, and I was like, you know what? Now's as good time as any. Dive in. And I did, and it was just bliss, man. Just wonderful. Now, I had written a Clerks 3 movie before, I was going to ask you, let ago. me ask you a question because I, I'm happy to uh, be a part of your, um, you read that script, your inner circle. I read your original clerk three script, which mm-hmm. I loved, but was very, a very specific tone and a very specific point of view. Is there any relationship between the two movies? None whatsoever. That movie was, uh, obsessed with death and written by a person who hadn't almost died yet. Mm. so uh, clerks three became this much more celebratory film it's um you know it's feel good it's incredibly wow. feel good because clerks three the original one that i read was not a particularly feel good story yeah it was kind of shakespearean tragedy yes very um, much so there there this but great is, but great in a very different tone i mean it would have it would have surprised a lot of people who were expecting a certain thing from a clerks movie yes very much so people would have been like wait this is not clerks three. And I'm like, right. no, it is clerks three. <laughs> I mean, but that kind of, it's very telling because clerks, the first screenplay, you know, I ever wrote that. Well, technically it was dogma, but let's say clerks, right? So clerks is very close to reality. Like, you know, I've been looking at uh, first drafts of it, like for the last month, cause I'm working on clerks three. <clears throat> and aside from the shit you saw in the movie, there's even like, there were these early attempts to put weird things in it. Like Dante was always 
hallucinating and seeing like david lynchian type visions and shit like that you got to remember twin peaks blue velvet was happening right around then right and then you know as i got closer and closer it just shaped itself into like well just get rid of this get rid of this get rid of like there was a whole scene in this funeral parlor where they knock over the casket and shit out it went you know they walk in then all of a sudden we cut to them running out so Mm. it 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 honed very closely to my real life because that's what i did like you know i drove to the fucking store and i worked like 10 hours and shit and then hung out with my friends and tried not to work while i was working and stuff clerks too is like not you know i didn't i never worked at a fucking burger joint never saw a donkey show never you know torn between the two women one a fiance and the other you know fucking my boss like it was all like contrived flight of fancy complete like it's it's screenplay it's like it's a movie um and there's a you know enough like uh dante randall's like oh my god we're breaking up in regards to Dante leaving, you know, mirrored like uh, my feelings about Moj. Cause Moj was always like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I want to go walk the earth and shit. So that informed the story a little bit and stuff, but generally it wasn't taken from my real life at all. I mean, you know, Muse went to rehab, but you know, we mentioned that once and then just kind of fucking move on in the movie. Clerks three resembles clerks too in as much as it's like really just taken out of my real life like just like clerks was like mm. randall has a heart attack and almost dies um and fucking they make they make clerks like the, it is insanely personal like oddly enough probably the most personal movie i've written and i didn't think of it that way because like by now i'm so <clears throat> for lack of a better description um distanced from the heart attack you know not where i'm like oh i'll never die like i'm sure it's still a possibility but like i can write about the heart attack without being like you know i got the shakes because i'm in the clutches of it yeah not at all you know i was a little triggered by writing it in as much as i was like wow like i i did almost fucking die sometimes forget how fucking close that I came and stuff like that. But it's not like you haven't discussed it and, and talked about it and sort of exposed, you know, you, you've, you've desensitized yourself to the horror of it. I think by being so open about it and repeating the story and sharing it with so many people and getting enough laughs out of it where I'm like, well, I know all the best bits that I can bring right into the screenplay. Yeah. So it was almost like I spent two years testing material. And then when I sat down to write, you know clerks three blam it just flowed and shit like that honestly is my strongest first draft that i think i've ever written and that you know i got that backed up by some people who were like holy shit now what draft is this this first draft i think that has to do with age like i've been doing this shit for like 27 years at this point so yeah hopefully i've gotten better at it and stuff um so yes clerks three will be happening man that's 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 what we're trying to put together now it's being scheduled um wow. broken down scheduled and so the next uh, would be a budget and then so you're assuming the world is going to reopen and you'll be you'll be able to make a movie no uh, this movie is <laughs> no, it's so not gonna be made. it's designed it's all cgi exactly it's designed <laughs> that like even if the world doesn't open it's a very small cast mm. so you know it's 
more ideal to shoot in many ways than Twilight of the Mall Rats. Twilight of the Mall Rats requires a mall yeah. and lots of bodies and stuff like that. This is like, you know, six-hander. Um, mm. And then, of course, there's like day players and stuff. But like, it's not but like... There's at least scene. one new character, I'm assuming, that is probably like a 50-something Irish doughy sort of Weisenheimer with an attitude or something. There must be something like that. I'm assuming written into the screenplay. You said nude character <laughs> new. Cause uh, yeah, I'll new, totally, uh, if you're willing to fucking do nudity, I'll work new, you in there somehow. Uh, new. Uh, new. Yeah. Uh, funny. Cause you said, how old were you? 50? What? 50 something. I said, I don't know about that. My friend, I'm 50 something. What do you think I am? But 60? you're saying, but you're like new. You're like, you need something new in there. No, a new character in the, in the clerk's universe. Yeah. A new character. Who's like 50 something. Yeah. He can be, the character can be new to we the got, world. We got enough 50 somethings in the fucking cast. Yeah, for fuck's Can't man. you be like uh, young and diverse for me? So yes, I can fucking, I'll, I'll be a 20 year old black lesbian for you. Oh, score. You <laughs> oh my God. That'd be amazing. Um, yes, you got a place. You got a place. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. I got I you. I can see it now. I'm going to be the mute guy who buys a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's who I am. You just gave me a fucking genius idea. But um, no. The- like, I'll just be pointing at a carton of cigarettes and then walk out. Hey, man, I-, I still stand by taking all your dialogue away in Red State. You were far more menacing. You took my one line away from in Red State. <laughs> That's why it was easy. That to character do. had one line. <laughs> I was like, oh, let's just get rid of it. I was like, oh, too much, too much. That's because what well, I was afraid. Once they hear your like womanly, thin, reedy voice, <laughs> nobody, nobody's going to take your character seriously. They're like, he sounds like a podcaster. <laughs> so I took your voice out of the equation. I'm like, look at the menace. Look at him. He's just living menace. This guy. Let's let's get these guys and tie them up and keep them in the basement. It was like David Prowse when you know he did the original voice of Darth Vader, and everyone on set was like, eh, "No, you are guess. a criminal, and you're going to be put in prison, princess." And George Lucas was just like, "Don't worry, <laughs> he ain't going to be the voice." Call Jones. Yeah, it's going to be James Earl Jones. You are a son of a bitch, um, sir. <laughs> yes, Clerks Three, man. More well, congratulations! More. I'm I'm happy for you, and I'm. So I'll send glad you a script for you to, to finally re- complete the uh, trilogy, the trilogy as you were, yeah. Um, which was never planned from the start; just kind of came. But together. once you did a second one, it's almost a foregone conclusion. You got to wrap it up with a third. That was once you, you know, suddenly I was like, I can Michael Apted this shit, man. Like yeah. instead of seven up, fucking eighteen to twenty up, man, because that's how many years were between. Well, I guess it wasn't that many in the first one. Clerks to Clerks 2 was 94 to, that was 12 years. But Clerks to, this will be 15 years. Wow. Yeah. That's good, though. It's not bad. Good um, for you. It, it, good, yeah. I, I look forward to sharing the story with all y'all. However, Ralph, we'll get to read it before you because I'm going to send him the script. Nice. Uh, there it is. We gave you headlines, motherfuckers. Yeah, now, did. when you're done listening to this shit, you hustle on over to Hollywood Boobalon, man, with our with the nude guy. <laughs> with our caped commentaries, although I'm taping my cape off because I'm going to be nude. Yeah, it's capeless, man. It's, it's yeah. like one of them uncircumcised capeful cocks. <laughs> All cape. Bunched up cape that you got to roll back so you can find a fucking nugget of truth somewhere in there 
What are you even fucking talking about? <laughs> talking about them fucking suspect, them circumcised people. That's what I'm talking My about. My cowl is on full display at all times, <laughs> sir. Cowl. <laughs> My cowl is not covered by a cape. Yeah, fucking. We, that's right. You and me, we're rocking Batman. Some people out there are rocking them fucking sandworms from Dune. That's right. <laughs> There's a spoiler. <laughs> I got the hood on. <laughs> Um, there it is, kids. You wanted the news. You got the news. All the news that's fit to print, man. And you wouldn't have had nothing if it weren't for that guy over there. Give it up for the uh, great Ralph Garman. Let's hear it for my babble buddy, Mr. Kevin Smith. That is uh, give me headlines for this week, man. And we just gave you, gave you, gave you head. Lines. Nice. Give me head. Give me head. Give me headlines and give me head. This podcast has been produced exclusively for members of that Kevin Smith Club.com.